Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Stros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. All right. For a second day in a row, we got Jared Chapman. Where can they find you at on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Chappie is Clutch. And you can't find any snow out there because it sounds like it's raining out there. It's supposed to be snowing, but it's actually raining uh, down in Webster, Texas. But that's fine. It's supposed to snow overnight. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yesterday we kind of talked a little bit about the pitching depth uh, kind of uh, on the non-roster and we talked a little bit about the uh, the 40-man roster as well but we're going to kind of look at the po- positional depth today and kind of talk about that and, and we're going to focus a lot on uh, Pedro Leon and what he means to this organization and I know that the prospects um, rating systems that they're not being very nice to the Astros farm system right now they're being very mean to them I, I wouldn't say it was as bad as the last years of the Drayton or organization uh but uh it's not very nice but um there's a reason for that so you could get locked on astros on podcast nap himalaya as well as google podcast apple Podcasts, and spotify and we get in your car tell your smart device uh, to play the podcast locked on astros and if you're stuck in a cold why don't you get a belching beaver to kind of warm you up so brett tell us all about belching beaver well belching beaver started in 2012 and their aim was to have a damn good time They've partnered with us in the offseason. That was our offseason acquisition. They've actually come to Texas. Yes, they are in California. You can get their beer anywhere around the Bay Area, but they've come here. And you go to belchingbeaver.bev to find where your local um, you know, watering hole has their products. They have everything for every palate, milk, stouts, IPAs, one that they partnered with, the Deftones, to make their own special you know, flavor, Phantom Bride, um, the hard seltzers, which we got sent some of the goods and those hard seltzers are actually really good. And I'm not even a hard seltzer drinking kind of guy, but go to belchingbeaver.com and check out all their products. If you're in California, you can actually have their products delivered to your front door. So thanks for partnering with us because we are here to put our headphones on and drink away and have a damn good time with belchingbeaver.com. All right, Jared. Uh, so I know um, Pedro Leon is somebody you probably have your eyes on. Uh, is this a guy who you would recommend drafting in uh, deeper fantasy leagues? And is this a guy who you should have eyes on for the 2021 season? Absolutely. Um, Pedro Leon should be right near the top of the list in terms of um, adding players to your dynasty team. Um, and we're talking about a prospect. He's an older prospect at 22. Most of these guys um, from overseas sign when they're 17, 18 years old. But he also comes with a pretty good pedigree. Um, his last year in Cuba, guy hit 15 home runs in 33 games. And those are video game numbers we're talking about. Um, obviously, the Cuban League is not Major League Baseball, but even for the Cuban League, that's, that's really, I mean, that's eye-catching. Um, the thing about Pedro Leon is he's, you know, the classic – um, prospect term five tool. 
So he can contribute in every part of the game um, from the run game. He's a above average defender. Um, he can hit and he can hit for power. Um, he's, he's uh, his ceiling is very high. Um, you're, you're talking about a guy that if he hits his ceiling, he could be right in the neighborhood of George Springer. Um, now there, there's also some concerns. Um, he hasn't played in a while. Um, I believe he defected in 2019, if I'm not mistaken, but he hasn't played minor league ball yet. So at 22 to not have, have played minor league ball, that's a concern. Um, but really he's a guy to get really excited about. He's a guy that, you know, probably made it a little easier for the Astros to say goodbye to George Springer. Um, now we'll see if that actually pans out in the end, but yeah, he's a, he's somebody to be really excited about. And, you know, this, he's, he got the invite to spring training. So we're all going to get to see him real soon. I'm going to be dialed into those games looking for Pedro Leon big time. From what I understand is they're not going to have, at least that started spring training. They're not going to have full nine inning games. They're going to have manager agreed five inning games, and then they'll have seven inning games or something like that, just because they don't want to have too many players in camp and uh, playing games in the, in the dugout. Because you're talking about the Astros have, we talked about yesterday, they have 72 players that are going to be at camp. And then you're talking about all the coaches. They don't, they don't want that many people in the ballpark at any one time. So I also saw that um, there's a possibility that pitchers can go back into the game after uh, being removed in spring training. So that's something that we haven't seen before. So uh, Major League Baseball is definitely making some changes this year to uh, to kind of combat this, um, this thing. But it has to wonder, how much are we going to see these young guys like Pedro Leon? You know, Pedro Leon, I know that they're, ultimate goal is for him to be ready for the 2022 season but they would not mind if he rose and was a fast riser like James Click declared him um, and came up in 2021 and was able to contribute mid to late season and so I I fully expect that to be on the table but I think and I've kind of tamped down my expectation for him this year but you know, I'm no, I'm no Nostradamus. I don't, I don't predict things um, very well. And so actually I predict playoff scores to a T if it's game three of an ALCS or an ALDS, I can do that, but maybe once or twice a year. Um, but I want to ask you about Jeremy Pena. Um, he is another guy that lit up the Dominican league. He led off in these series where he was on these teams with these superstars from the major leagues. And it was like they were just having home run derby playing stick ball out there. He was absolutely crushing the ball. Um, do you think Pena, because he's a second baseman, do you think Pena is a kid that could make his way up to the major leagues? Or do you think there's a bit of a traffic jam where he sits? Well, he's certainly blocked in terms of an open position now. I mean, I think he's a, he's a guy who could really make a big impact in 2021 if there's an injury. You know, I think it, he'd be a, a likely choice of somebody to come up and fill in if there's an injury. Um, you know, I got the, a chance to see a few of his games in the Dominican Republic. And, you know, obviously the pitching is a little uneven and trying to look at stats isn't necessarily the best thing. But the way he carried himself, you know, he was hitting in front of Fernando Tatis at one point. And when he would make a play, he didn't walk up to Fernando Tatis like he was some superstar I'll never be around. Like he was carrying himself like the leader of the team. 
you know, and I, I've seen that a few times before. The last time I really saw it was a Team USA game where Adley Rushman took over the game. And I was like, wow, that's leadership right there. I actually saw that on my television screen with Jeremy Pena, and that got me excited, you know, about what he could be. You know, I think, you know, one of the obvious places he could fit is at, at as a um, sort of the, the next Oledmis Diaz. You know, when, when Oledmis Diaz eventually makes way, I could see Jeremy Pena filling that role really well. Could probably play, he could definitely play three of the infield positions, maybe plays first base too. You know, he could be a super utility type guy. If things don't go well in the Correa um, negotiations, knock on wood, let's hope that doesn't happen. But he could be an apt replacement for a few years until guys like Freitas Nova or Dari Lorenzo are ready. You know, he could he could play a big role for the Astros. Really someone to get excited about. Well, uh, we saw last year with uh, Kyle Tucker, Kyle Tucker kind of forced his way in and kind of pushed um, uh, what Josh Reddick to the, the, the bench a couple of times and kind of forced Michael Brantley to the DH role. I know that you, you had some injuries as well to talk about, but uh, if you're good and you have a bat and you can play baseball, they're going to find a way to get you in there. And so that's something that, uh, that he's going to have to understand. And that that's what they, that's what he learned playing out there. So um, Brett, uh, if, if you, if you're playing baseball and you get hungry, what would be a good uh, item to eat? Um, probably built bar because it's low in calories. It is high in protein and that's what you need. I mean, if you are any kind of an athlete, even if you walk 14,000 steps a day and you're a teacher like myself, a built bar helps me get through the day. You don't have to be some roided out muscle ups, you know, calendar, you know, supermodel to have to eat something like a built bar. Um, it is something that helps you get on the right track because it makes you want to eat healthier when you consume it because you've got this protein, you've got this energy, you're like, let's go to the next great meal and let's throw in some, let's throw in some, some, some grilled chicken and stuff. So built bar is this built bar. That is a, is a, is a protein bar that take a, tastes like a candy bar right now. If you go to builtbar.com and you use a promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your first order. When you order builtbar.com, you need to go to built bar, tell them we sent you and use a promo code locked on for 20% off your first order. It's the best bar in the biz. I know that Jeremy Pena will be down in AAA, but you know it'd suck if he gets the call and then all of a sudden his car won't start because he didn't go to rockauto.com and then uh, get the parts that he needed, and uh, that would just totally suck. But rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto parts. Uh, parts uh, from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake pads to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, everything you need, just a few easy clicks, everything's delivered right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers like Brett. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so we know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, 
rockauto.com. All right. Um, so I know that uh, we're, we're kind of focused on the prospects, but I want to kind of talk about um, Miles Straw a little bit and uh, Steven Souza. I know that uh, both of them have experience at big leagues, but uh, Miles Straw, his big thing is his speed. But if he can't get on base, he can't use that speed. I know that he said that on another um, another radio show that he can go on and lead the league in stolen bases this year. Uh, what, what's your impression of uh, Miles Straw, Jared? Yeah, I actually kind of love the idea of Straw in center field, particularly if they bat him ninth. Um, I'm a big fan of having a guy with a lot of speed at the bottom of the order to kind of be that extra table setter when they come around back up to the big, to the big guns. Um, the thing about a guy like straw is you won't really know if he can, if he can hit at the big league level until you give him consistent at bats. And I can't think of a time and I watch a ton of Astros games. I can't think of a time where he got, where he's get, been given consistent at bats. So in terms of like um, Pedro Leon, I'm a big fan of him being, down at double a or whatever and give miles straw that chance, give him 150 at bats playing every day. And then if he can't do it, then you, then you move somewhere else, but his speed. And the reason I'm in, in favor of that is because his speed is so game changing that if he gets those at bats and he can even, if he hits 250, you know, he's going to be, you know, way better than any other ninth hitter in the, in the American league. If he can just hit 250 and get on that much, he's going to be, fantastic so i think it's worth a shot i you know i can't wait to see it i hope they do give him that opportunity yeah i think he needs to um play every day like you said he even mentioned that in his most recent interview he said it's it's hard to get into a rhythm when you're playing every fourth game and when you're in there every single day you're getting those at bats and he goes i know if i get on first i can score or i can get the third i know if i get on second i can get home I know I can. I know I have the speed. And so he said it is just so key for um, for me to get those consistent at bats. To me, he is a kid that that works hard. Um, I know and I know I've I've mentioned this before, you know, him him being a smaller player and having to rely on his speed. He's probably had to work harder than most guys to get to the level where he is. Um, you know, very few guys are your naturally gifted Carlos Correa's. I mean, even guys like Jose Altuve, you know, he had to work to get to where he was because he's undersized. And um, even Clay Hensley, who who we have on the show regularly, you know, he's 5'11". You know, he was told by a scout, you're not going to make it. You're, you're too short. Um, you take guys like Roy Oswald. So I love undersized guys. I love guys that, I love guys that have to scrap. I love guys that, that have to, you know, work that extra, you know, extra hard to get out on the field. And um, I really think Miles Straw is going to have a good year. I think he's the Astro that you look at for having a breakout season in 2021. Yeah, that's a good call. All right. So uh, what about uh, Steven uh, Sosa Jr.? Uh, do you think that he's going to make the team or do you think that he's just more of a triple A guy who's going to come up in case because he's more of a corner outfielder in my eyes? Yeah, you know, I, I look at him very similar in terms of his his potential to Josh Reddick. I think if, you know, if he's healthy and he makes the team, he's a Josh Reddick type of guy. 
Now he's had, he's struggled to stay healthy. So the question is, can he, can he stay healthy and be that contributor? But f- I mean, for the price they paid, he's definitely worth a, I, me- I remember a few years ago in Tampa Bay, you know, he had a season where he was, he was making some noise. So, you know, he's worth a shot as a fourth outfielder. You don't, if, if he were penciled in as a starter, I'd be concerned, but as a fourth outfielder, you know, if he doesn't pan out, there are three or four guys in the minor leagues who are 24, 25 years old that you can bring up to be the fourth outfielder and get the same result. You know, so he's got that upside. You give him a shot. If it doesn't work out, you, you know, you can go to one of those guys. All right. So let's talk about some of these young guys again. I know that um, we have uh, some Jordan, no, Jordan Brewer, wasn't he? No, what was the outfielder name? I think he was um, Brewer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jordan Brewer. Um, want to say have down as a, Yeah. You said you have him down here as a right-handed pitcher. I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> so yeah, he's an outfielder. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Brewer, um, you know, outfielder, 23 years old. Um, you know, I wrote in, in my, in my, uh, um, in my top 50 that he has one of the widest spectrums of possible outcomes because he's got big, loud tools. Mm-hmm. He also strikes out quite a bit. And, you know, those guys, when they get to the big leagues, they either, you know, pan out or they flame out. Because the when you get to the pitching in the big leagues, if you're already prone to strikeouts, it's a tough go. So you know if he if he puts it together and cuts down on the strikeouts, he could be he could be a starter. You know he could easily be a top three outfielder for the team. He also may never get out of AAA, so yeah. you know he's he's a little bit of risk there. Yeah, Colin Barber, um, you know a little bit of the same um, older prospect um, hasn't really. Um, shown out to the point where, you know, he's ready for a call-up. But again, he's one of the guys I'm talking about when, you know, if Sousa doesn't um, work out, you really have nothing to lose to, to bring up a guy like Colin Barber and give him, give him a shot. So. so do we have, and I don't know if I want to name them by name because I, you know, I like, I'm trying to put this mindset where I, you know, analyze players on the show, but I don't, I don't want to say like too many negative things because like, I feel like I'm being overly critical. Like, I could do better. I, I'm not trying to armchair quarterback, but do do the Astros have a lot of what they call quadruple-A players? In other words, guys that will be triple-A for a while? Or is there just – you have a plethora of players at certain positions. It's hard to know when guys will fit in. Yeah, I don't see a ton of quadruple-A players in their system. You know, I mean, they're there. They've they've Um, gotten rid of most of them. Yeah. They've got, I'll tell you what they've got a lot of. They've got a lot of really young, exciting guys. Um, You know, when you look at what the rosters are going to be like in Fayetteville and, uh, and uh, Asheville, it's exciting. We're especially from the international market, you know, guys like Richie Gonzalez, I can't wait to see him. You know, I, I assume he'll be at Fayetteville this, this season. I can't wait to go see him play. Um, you know, those kind of guys, uh, obviously Alex Santos is super excited to see him pitch. They've got a lot of guys like that. And like any organization, they've got some guys that are 24, 25, um, and they, you know, probably won't make it out that they, they've got organizational depth. I think with the, with the, the way they've made changes to the minor leagues, you're going to see a lot less of that. 
those guys are going to move on to independent ball a lot quicker now because there's a limited number of spots. So you're going to see a lot less of that. I do want to take a second to correct myself. Um, got a little conf confused myself a little bit on Colin Barber. He is not an older prospect. He's 20 years old. So um, okay. when you got so many prospects in the system, sometimes <laughs> get, get them mixed up a little bit. Um, but he's probably a couple years away. Okay. Yeah. I thought that he was a highly regarded. Um, so, yeah. And I think he's uh, like on the cusp of um, up getting up there some sometime soon. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, what about Corey Lee is, um, do you think that Jason Castro's up here to kind of um, uh, mentor Corey Lee when he comes up, maybe uh, you think, do you see him coming up next year or maybe um, maybe in 2022? Yeah, I don't, I don't see him coming up uh, this year. Um, I think the way I looked at the Castro signing was they understand that they've got a guy in Lee that could really be the future, the future number one, but it's not time for him to come up yet. He's still, he, he converted to catcher in, during his college career. So he's not, it's not like he played catcher in high school. It's not, he's not got that advanced receiving ability, but he's got a cannon and he's got good athleticism. So there's no reason he can't, you know, dial in the catching. Um, but you know, and, and maybe it's Castro, maybe it's Maldonado. I mean, they, they have, you know, super high respect for Maldonado. Maldonado right. is a heck of a catcher. If either one of those guys can mentor him for a season or maybe even two seasons and then hand off, I think you're going to be in good shape. Corey Lee is a very exciting prospect. Um, he hit a bunch in college. He also hit behind, uh, Andrew Vaughn, who's a highly regarded prospect, um, for the White Sox. So, there was a little bit of protection there, but he definitely showed that he could hit. So, you know, at that point you're, you're upgrading from a couple of really great um, defensive catchers to a guy who maybe can be plus on both sides of the ball, which is, is absolutely huge. So he's somebody to really get excited about. Is there somebody out there who Astros fans that we haven't really talked about should keep an eye out for? Oh, um, so I did already mention him just briefly. But um, Richie Gonzalez, um, he is a, uh, an outfielder, um, was signed in the 2019 um, uh, international window, um, really loud. To, he's he's uh, Pedro Leon three, three, four years ago, right? Same kind of tools, but he's, you know, Pedro Leon is already sort of matured. You, you kind of know what you got. He's 5'9", what it, 180, whatever it is, and he's got, he's got it going on. Richie Gonzalez still has some growing to do. He still has a lot of developing to do, but he could be every bit as good. So that's the guy I'm really excited to go see. All right. So Jared, it was awesome having you on. Um, where can they find your writing and where can they find you on Twitter again? So my Twitter handle is at Chappie is clutch Chappie with a Y. Um, I write for prospects, 1500.com. I cover the Astros. So we, each year we do our top 50 prospects for dynasty baseball and the rest of the year I'll be doing individual pieces. I'll be going to Fayetteville and um, Asheville because they're right around the corner and doing prospect profiles. Hopefully, hopefully if COVID lets up, I'll even do a few interviews, things like that, but prospects, 1500.com. Okay. That's awesome. Thanks for, yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. It's definitely um, really good to get not only the perspective on the prospects, but, who we can expect to add to our fantasy rosters. Cause I know that's something that people are going to be asking about. And we'll probably be covering some more of that. And heck we may 
um, get you back on as you get familiar with the players. And we would love to hear about your interactions with the, with the prospects coming up. Absolutely. Absolutely. This was really fun guys. Appreciate it. All right, guys. And if you're a fan of, uh, if you're a baseball fan and you can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. It's a locked on MLB podcast hosted by minor league play-by-play voice, Aram Layton. And it's the only daily podcast devoted entirely to stars of tomorrow from the team focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest up and comers in the games locked on MLB podcast is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcast. And also thank you once again, Jared, for coming on podcast. And we'll be back with um, to talk some more Astros baseball on this locked on Astros podcast.